Home Time, Bush and Ritchie, pumped for the weekend. I got complimented on a phrase that I used without thinking about it on Twitter the other day by one of our listeners. And they commended me on using the phrase, gone for a Burton. That's a great phrase. I don't know what it was. I think something that I had had been broken or ruined and I had to put it in the bin. And I was like, oh, well, that's that gone for a Burton. Have you used it for the right context? And I thought gone for a Burton is when someone has a fall. I think it can be like, oh, well, that's me, that's me. You know me, you're talking uh, during the week about your gusset going in your stonewashed yeah. jeans. That's those stonewashed jeans gone for a Burton. I, well, yeah, OK, yeah, but I guess so. But if you fell down the stick, maybe you fell, if you fell off stage at 80s versus 90s live with your shirt off, that'd be Richie gone for a Burton as See, well. See, I would have said, I just saw some poor fellow walking down the pavement, he's just gone for a Burton. See, I don't know whether I would use gone for a Burton for a fall. Actually, thinking about it, maybe we've been using Gone for a Burton at completely cross-purposes our entire lives. Tell you what we'll do, we'll come, we'll be back with you shortly, we'll find out who the Burton was who went for one, and what it means. Definitely. Gone for a Burton update. Go on, go on, go on. (laughs) Gone for a Burton is a British-English expression meaning to be missing or to die. Really? So we're both wrong. It comes from uh, the time of the RAF in the Second World War. All right, so someone has, sadly, if you, you know, in those times of uh, the few and everything like that, Battle of Britain, gone for a Burton. In the context of um, my pair of jeans, you were probably closest to say that uh, when I had to chuck them away earlier this week, they had gone for a Burton. Whereas your thing you were saying up until this point, your entire life you've been using gone for a Burton for a fall. (laughs) If anything, you've been over-egging it a little bit. I am somewhat. (laughs) My apologies if I ever used it wrong. There you go, you live and learn. It's Home time on a Friday. Home time with Bush and Richie. You are listening to Absolute Radio on a Friday. Just when you thought you'd heard the last of Gone for a Burton, very, very quickly, Urban Dictionary says to shamefully fall over in an embarrassing fashion while sprinting to glory. I'll have an apology, please. Listen, we need to get some clarification. It's kind of one all here. <laughs> one, the English dictionary's gone for me in terms of my version of uh, Gone for a Burton. Uh, Urban Dictionary's gone for Richie. Do tweet us at Absolute Radio. How do you use the phrase Gone for a Burton? It's an honour to say hello and welcome to the show once again. Chris Rea. He's ready. He's ready. Listen, Andy Rich, Chris Rea here driving home at Christmas. <laughs> and i got to tell you, I've been top to toe in tailback. Top to toe in tailback. I've got red lights all around. <laughs> I've had to pull over into the garage because you'll never guess who I picked up just outside Scampton on the A15. Go on. Greg Wallace of a Masterchef. <laughs> wow. Really? Oh, he can talk, man. Wallace. God, that voice. Every time he opened his mouth, I kept thinking my car alarm was going off. <laughs> anyway, he's got out for a gypsy, so I'm standing outside the car, smoking an oily rag away from the petrol pump. <laughs> All right, OK. Good. If I look in the shop, I can see Wallace holding court. There's a number of fellas queuing up for a number two outside the disabled Kazi, and I can see Greg regaling them with his lukewarm anecdote about a beef wellington he once knocked up for Ronnie and Reggie. Craze mob. <laughs> I don't believe a word of it, man. <laughs> you ask me, John, to rose the brains. Yeah. Once it's just a crumpet brought in to turn on the middle-aged lady. <laughs> oh, why you'd be turned on by somebody who resembles the hood off a Thunderbird, I don't know. <laughs> Munchable sticky toffee putting on that, man. Munchable sticky toffee. When are they going to put on a palm oil? Palm oil. Palm oil. 
Look, I know what's going to happen. Wallace is going to get back in the car in a minute after he's sprayed on some of his aqua de Palma. I've already had to tell him, Greg, that aftershave is causing a windscreen to steam up, man. He said something in Cockney I didn't understand and started throwing his pickled welks around the car. One of them got lodged in the air vent and it stunk like Billingsgate Market, which in turn made him go all dewy-eyed and start a rendition of Roar Out the Barrel, top of his voice, and then I've had to pull over the Cockney ponds. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. right, well, I better catch up with the other fellas. I can see Greg's winkle pickers clattering out the automatic door. <laughs> oh, here he is, cackling about a big Alaska he claims he once conjured up for Bobby Moore. The cockney ding dong. Anyway, <laughs> ladies, fellas, pop the Cheers. Have a good weekend, Chris. Palmer. Cheers, Chris. Getting so close to Christmas, you can almost touch it and smell it. Friday's home time, it's Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio. What's it smell of? What does Christmas smell of? Uh, it smells of musk. Does it? Mm. Is that golden? Oh, no, it's not one of the ones. Gold, we... frankincense, frankincense and musk. I think it was myrrh, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think so. I'll check. Gold, frankincense and musk. Keep an eye out for that next time you do a nativity. Uh, meanwhile, speaking of Christmas, I-, I loved 80s versus 90s last weekend so much. I'm doing another gig. Do you want me to come along? No, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt will be off again in seconds. Uh, no, I'm doing some uh, indie music, doing some DJing and that at uh, down my neck of the woods, actually, Chinneries, the legendary music venue on South End Seafront. Uh, I'm going to be doing a gig there. Uh, they're doing a thing in aid of Fairhaven's Hospices and Gold Geese, who uh, uh, help people out with families affected by childhood cancer. So it's a brilliant cause. Uh, a couple of bands playing. Uh, Ruti, the, the winner of The Voice. Oh, wow. She's singing. Uh, Sam Fraser's there as well. And, of course, the band... And that everyone's talking about, Dirty Water, who my friend Simon plays for, and he likes to smash a uh, beer tray over his head oh, wow. in time with the music. It's going to be a hell of a night. Well, look, it's going to be a good night by the sounds of things. Hopefully you will raise a ton of money. Definitely. And I do think I have left some of my 80s songs in the system. Feel free <laughs> to play them if you want. Keep an eye out for Bon Jovi tomorrow night. Uh, don't want to brag too much, but heading to go and see Santa this weekend. What, actual, proper? Actual, proper Santa. Why, how did you manage to sort that out? Uh, he is in residence at uh, Audley End, uh, which is uh, just uh, just south of Cambridge. OK, I thought he was in Lapland or... He will be come Christmas Eve. Oh, so he lives in, what's it called? Audley End. Audley End. Well, he's, vis- he's visiting for the weekend. Right, brilliant. Uh, ahead of um, being back to Lapland for operations come Christmas Eve. It's fair enough. Let's yeah. have a little break before he gets going. Um, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to go and see him uh, after going on a little miniature Steam Railway. <laughs> I've got a feeling you're quite interested in the miniature Steam Railway. Yeah, not so fast about Santa, but don't shout that. Sit on his lap, sit on his lap. Please get us a photo of you sat on his lap. I'll pay you ten quid if you sit on his lap. <laughs> Make it happen. I want to I want to cab the engine. Is that a euphemism? <laughs> Two more shows next week and then it's... I'm looking forward to next week. I think it's going to have a festive feel to it. It will have a festive feel. We're working, obviously, the day before Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is our last home time show. Mm. Uh, hopefully you guys will join us for that as well, whether you're at work or not. We wanted to festive it up a little bit. And do you know one thing? You, know, you watch the American movies and stuff like that and they always have an eggnog in it. <laughs> And we never have eggnog over here. I don't think in my 42 years I've ever had eggnog. I don't even know what eggnog is. So I was thinking, if anyone listening right now knows of eggnog, 
has eggnog or tells us where we can get eggnog, it'd be a great thing to have on uh, maybe our penultimate or last show, or maybe us drinking eggnog will be our last show. I hope week. there's egg in it. Well, there's a bit of egg. A bit I of think, nog. I think there's a bit of nog. I think there's a tiny bit of alcohol in there as well, which oh, is always a bonus. Look it up. <laughs> so listen, if you know the recipe, is it a re- somebody make us a recipe? Did you home brew it or did you buy it? Get in touch now. You can uh, uh, email us, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk, hashtag eggnog. <laughs> I know it's only December the 20th and early days and everything, but have you had any early thoughts about New Year's resolutions or do you do New Year's... Do you get involved in the New Year's resolution market? I haven't market? completed my Christmas shopping yet. That's a good point. Uh, what percentage are you on right now? <laughs> I've pushed... I, I'm edged over 50. 50%. We're getting yeah. there. It, it was 45 <laughs> earlier on the week. Slow, but he's getting there. Uh, but I, I was thinking about I would like to do a New Year's resolution. It's quite good to start January with a bit of a personal challenge. And I might go back to a thing I did a, about a year or so ago uh, that I felt was good for me overall in terms of my mental well-being and calmness in this kind of busy, crazy world we're in. And that's having a digital detox. You did that? I did a digital of detox. all the people I know, wow. Old school phone, yeah. like you could only get phone calls on and texts on for uh, a couple of weeks. Right. And at first it was a nightmare because you're not part of any group conversation, you can't WhatsApp or anything yeah. like that. But once you get over that little hump and you know that you'll get back in touch with people later on, the sense of calm of not constantly responding to little texts and tweets and stuff is amazing. So where does that stand on the likes of Twitter, for example. Can't tweet. Can't tweet. You can't, you can't tweet. Can't tweet when, when I'm using that phone. Maybe I'll, I'll be able to do it when I get into work, for example. Oh, OK, right. So not, not a complete blanket ban, right, but, yeah, but yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. one thing that I'm, I'm, I feel bad about is that if you walk around town or whatever, or go via past pubs or whatever, people, without even thinking about it, if there's a, a, a moment of pause, yeah. they'll look down and start looking through their phone. Almost like it's like a, a nervous thing. If you're waiting yeah. for somebody, you'll look through your phone. Yeah. We're, and, and I think as human beings, we forget how ingrained into our behaviour it's getting, you know, messing around with a mobile phone. So I just want to step away from it for a Well, moment. I like the idea. I like the idea. And once I've done my Christmas shopping, if it actually gets done before <laughs> Christmas Day, then I'll turn towards thinking about a resolution. That could be it too. Watch this space. Do you have a friend that you thought you knew and now you've discovered that they're doing Elf on the Shelf and you don't know what to do? Respect your boss, but now she's posting an Elf picture per day on Facebook in the run-up to Christmas. Seen so many hiding elves online that you're now suffering from a sense of foreboding that an elf is watching you whilst you're watching the TV at night? You need to call the Hometime Elf on a Shelf hotline now. Our team of elf experts are ready to take your calls. My mother-in-law has an elf on the shelf that she called Nigel and his little hands and boots were really freaking me out. But then I spoke to Bush and Richie and they told me to stuff them right in the bed. That's right. Call the Hometime Elf on the Shelf hotline now and get the help you need this Christmas. Friday night, home time with Bush and Richie, and a little bonus for you right now. Uh, earlier this week, uh, whilst I was stuck on a train, uh, Bush got the chance to catch up with two massive Hollywood stars, Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey. Lovely, lovely chaps. We were just kind of hanging out. I think we might go bowling next week as well. I'm actually. jealous. Go on, show well with them. Uh, talking <laughs> about the, they're in the uh, new Guy Ritchie movie, The Gentleman, which looks mm. fantastic. It's out on January the 1st. If, you, if you're doing that whole thing where, you know, maybe sometimes you have to watch a bit of TV at home that you don't want to because you're going to get credits later on down the line cash them in for the gentleman it's great and here's a little snippet an excerpt of our chat and you'll be able to hear the full thing on a podcast very soon obviously Matthew you've got a fantastic opening line of the movie uh, you're in a bar you ask you ask for a pint and a pickled egg don't worry I'm not going to make you eat a pickled egg I've already have, had have two you ever, today you've already had two today I was going to ask you if you ever tried one previously to this not Is previously to that scene but I already had two this what, morning what did you think of it pickled 
Strange thing. <laughs> you gotta watch as as the one we had uh, Hugh had this morning. You gotta watch how much vinegar they have. If they've been sitting there too long, they can uh, clear your nasal passages. Is it good if you've got a cold, Hugh? If you have a pickled egg, is that quite good to clear things out a little bit? Yes, marvellous. Or a pickled onion. What happened to them? Do you remember them in a chip shop? My dad, my dad hands us a, a pot of pickled onions every Christmas. He's just he, he's he's normally out in the kitchen pickling his onions. And he does his own. He does his own. I might try and do it this year. You know, yeah. I love them. So you just had some Christmas, huh? Yeah, we um. So we we he puts them. I don't know how you do it. You have to kind of like boil up some concoction and then leave these little onion shallot things in them for a while. But they're great with cheese and cheese and biscuits and stuff like that on on uh, on Christmas Eve yeah, night. Yeah, delicious. Actually, you've just got back in from midnight mass, as we all obviously would do. Do you know what I mean? Bet. It's uh, they're great. They're really really good. Yes. So uh, you know, I heartily recommend them. Lovely if you are pickled. If you are pickled while steaming, just pickle. what you feel. Like. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Hugh, your Cockney accent as Fletcher in this movie is on point. Uh, who was your inspiration for the the accent that you have in the film? Now, I'm not sure I had one inspiration, but I did. I did have a lunch with various private investigators who have worked for tabloid papers. In yeah. fact, some of them have hacked my phone. <laughs> <laughs> they gradually over the years have come over to my side yeah. of, of that particular argument. And uh, so we had a, uh, an interesting lunch. And uh, and I think things, yeah, I, I think maybe bits of voice. Certainly, you see little things, you know, those, those sunglasses, I could use that. I love those sunglasses. Are they reactor lights? My mum and dad have got reactor lights. You know, sunglasses that change uh, colour oh, to do with the sunshine. Is that, are they reactor lights that you've been wearing? Uh, you paint an interesting picture of your father in his <laughs> reactor lights. Pickling all day. He's called Nigel as well, which is a cracker. Do you have any Nigels well, in the my next character for it, sure? That's Pickled reactolites. <laughs> it's a great combination. Yours were constantly shady. They constantly were constantly shady. Yeah, they were. Blo- I went with a blood, ox blood theme, so they were ox blood, and so was my s- slimy reptilian jacket. I love the, the jacket. Sh- fantastic. And my boots. Yeah, yeah. We never really got enough of my boots. And, of course, my panties. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, guys, the gentleman, uh, Vintage Guy Ritchie, is out in cinemas on New Year's Day. Uh, Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey, thank you so much. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Thank you. Drinking Irish liqueur coffees without a care in the world because it's nearly the weekend. It's home time with Bush and Richie on a Friday. It is nearly the weekend. It is nearly Christmas. It's nearly the new year. And I'm hoping that 2020 brings us finally the year that we can seal envelopes. There's a lot of sticking going on in my house right now. It's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Obviously got Christmas around the corner. Yeah. Why is it in 2019 envelopes will still not seal once you've licked them? It's weird, isn't it? It's like uh, you think they'd have got that right by now. Bearing in mind people have been sending like letters isn't that since the time of like Louis the Sixteenth? And there's the interesting thing. I'd go as far as saying envelopes have actually gone backwards. I, I'd be more than happy for us to return to um, wax seal and a signet ring. <laughs> That's what they used to do in the olden days. <laughs> Drip a bit of wax, family yeah. signet. Imagine a Firth crest. What would a Firth crest symbol be? Oh, a Firth crest. Uh, a Firth crest, uh, indeed. Uh, well, it would. Uh, it would have a lawn, a, a, li- a straight lawn. <laughs> You're mocking me now. No, no. It's got to be emblems of. Stuff to do with your family. It would have a, uh, a beautifully manicured lawn. Yeah. Uh, it would have uh, it have a football on it. Uh, it would have some cheese on it. What about that final train journey? That train that you like, in the, just in the background as well. It's turned into a Cold War Steve picture. This. <laughs> What's that train called? The one two five. The one two five. The one, two, five. Yeah. That in there as well. It would have to have a train on it as well, and it would have um, two beautiful lions <laughs> either side of the crest. What's the lions got to do with it? Um, just. Um, 
power. No, you can honour me. This is not how it works. You can't just make stuff up in your crest. You get, you get in touch. The crest police will be in touch. off uh, to a little three-year-old lad called Stefan uh, who has come to my attention today after, well, basically, he saved the life of his dad with a Paw Patrol truck. You're going to need to uh, clarify what's going on here. Paw Patrol. Familiar with Paw Patrol? Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. There's Infernifiania. <laughs> uh, he's got a little Paw Patrol truck. Uh, he was at home with his dad, who has epilepsy. His dad suffers a seizure. His mum's out, three-year-old, in his three-year-old little brain, does the only thing that he thinks he can, and goes out onto the main road on his little Paw Patrol truck, and for half a mile goes down the road trying to go and get help for his dad, who's just had a seizure. So what, is he going down, like, the slow lane of the M25 here, or what? No, he's going down a big A road. That's quite, that's quite dangerous, though, isn't it? Very dangerous. Um, are we he... encouraging him, or are we telling him off here? What's going no, on? No, I think, I think we're saluting him, because obviously the first person to see him pulls over, says what's going on, and uh, then goes back home, saves his dad. I don't, want to, I don't want to come across in any way like a Christmas Grinch, but I wonder whether he could have just knocked on next door, rather than going down the A road. I just think it's... <laughs> I don't think we should be encouraging this. I think you I think he to... needs to be clamped. No way. It's amazing. And the fact he's done it all on his Paw Patrol truck, it's incredible. Look at that. Everyone has it's a favourite truck as a kid. It is. That is a cute little truck, isn't it? It's I love... a mega cute little truck. And it's got fact... more miles than any other Paw Patrol truck now. That's holy. I like the fact it's just been down an A-road. So, yeah, <laughs> right, fair enough. Don't clamp him. <laughs> Give him another present for Christmas. Home time with Bush and Ritchie, nearly the weekend, nearly Christmas, nearly New Year. Happy days. Uh, it's all about New Year, and we've mentioned this a little bit on the show tonight already, but I am in the market for a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. uh, talking about digital detox and stuff as well. Other thing I would like to do is get into swimming. OK, very different to your digital detox. Not many devices work in the pool. But it's quite nice for mindfulness and calmness, going in, you know, diving into a pool and doing a bit of a swim. Uh, the only thing is, and I love the idea of swimming, the only thing is, and maybe other people listening will get this, it's quite intimidating when you go to an adult swim. And I don't, I don't just mean kind of splashing around with a yep. weight machine. I mean, you go to a, like a, you go to a swimming pool. They're normally really cold, quite Victorian. <laughs> no one really makes eye contact. And they've got it done in lanes. Yes. And you have to make a big decision when you've gone through the little splash chlorine pool what lane you're going in. You've got the, the really slow lane. Yeah. And I mean, like, embarrassingly slow. Yes. Sorry if you're one of those people that goes in there. It's full of, like, old people or, or people who are doing special, in, um, like, movements for the Rehabilitation. Injury. Rehabilitation, you know what I mean? It's like, like that kind of thing. Then you've got um, the other end of the scale, fast lane. Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying. Yes. I feel like the SAS type swimming people. Yep. In fact, I remember seeing one guy go in the fast lane at a local pool near us and he had, um, he had flippers on his hands. <laughs> it's like, you, you absolute idiot. And then the weirdest one, and the the lane that I thought I would be most aligned with is the middle lane. But the problem is, the middle lane is full of people from the slow lane who have got ideas above their station. Yeah. And uh, and then it's also full of people from the fast lane who just like to overtake people from the slower lane. <laughs> so it's really confusing. I really want to get in a swim, but God, I don't know what lane I'm supposed to be in. Remind me where you live. I live in Leon C. Do some uh, some sea swimming. Do you know what? I see a group of old people who go down. It's a little bit like Cocoon, the movie. Mm. They get in the sea every morning when I'm going down to the train station. Do that. I think the only thing you need to do is smother your body in lard. Well, do you know what? If you've seen me uh, eat at the weekend, it won't be too <laughs> difficult. So, yeah, maybe you've got it right. Sea swimming. Dave from Bedford. Dave from Bedford. Yes, yes. Dave. Wowie. Dave, tell us how your Friday has been so far, Dave in Bedford. Yeah, been pretty good. Finished work early for Christmas. Uh, next two weeks off, so yeah, feeling good. Two what? weeks off? What? Yeah. 
That's the building game for you, mate. That's the building game. <laughs> so, I mean, don't want to call you Judith Chalmers, but you have got quite a chunk of holiday going on there, Dave, from Bedford. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do there? You must be climbing the walls by the end of your Christmas holiday. Two weeks is quite a long time to sit there in tracky bottoms. Yeah, so. it does get a little bit like that sometimes, yeah, to be fair. Do uh, you know what, week, though? If I was to work, if I had a two weeks enough. holiday and I'd finished on the 20th, then you would have the excuse to start all your Christmas shopping on the 21st. That's a good point. <laughs> He's got to tons of That is normally the tradition, but uh, this time I seem to have done most of it online. So he really is smug. Crept up this year. Uh, Dave from Bedford, are you obviously in the building trade? When you have holiday and time off, are you then uh, kind of badgered by people in your family to then get building work done in your own home that you haven't finished? Um, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What have oh, you? What's outstanding that you haven't finished off? Uh, I'm still trying to build the summer house in the garden. That still needs the roof finishing and uh, the walls plying. And my house is full of all the stuff we were going to put in there at the minute. So my girlfriend <laughs> is just giving me grief about that. Well, if if you sing, no one can kick you. <laughs> Keep on singing. Well, I don't know if I can sing. <laughs> well, we're about to find out, Dave. Uh, let's go for it. You are our tenth, Dave. Let's take it away. On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Dave from Bedford. Dave from Bolshev. Dave from Bedford. Dave from Newcastle. Dave from Honsey. Dave from Kent. Dave from Whitehall. Dave from Northampton. Dave from Iskobride. Dave in St Andrews. 